What's up, guys? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. This is going to be a quick hitter edition. Uh, if you noticed, it is September 1st, Thursday. I did not have a show up very early in the morning here. I'm recording this one at 8.40 a.m. Unfortunately, last night, our, our newborn, our little guy that we're trying to figure out a sleep schedule, had a rough night, so didn't have a window to record anything. So wanted to still get something out. So in order to do that, I wanted to at least talk about some roster stuff that's going on, some some things that were announced, right? So I'll start with the practice squad because 12 of the 16 players have been announced now. Obviously, over the coming day and into the weekend, I will keep you apprised to the four other remaining moves out there for the practice squad to get that group to 16. And I think I said the other day that practice squad numbers were like 9000 It's $11,000 a week. If you have over two years of experience, I think it goes to 15000 per week. So still a pretty dang good job, as you could uh, as you could imagine. So yesterday, the biggest thing that came out on the waiver wire, there's two things. The first thing would be looking at who the Browns claim, not whether they got them or not, but who they claim. The only two players the Browns claimed on the wire were Trevon Wesco, a, th- a tight end, I think currently with the Jets. When he left there, he was claimed ultimately by another team. I believe he ended up in uh, Chicago. And then they also claimed Kellen Mond, and they got Kellen Mond. Now, Kellen Mond was also claimed by the Eagles, so they weren't the only team that claimed Kellen. But but I think it's worth noting that a lot of names, including Tyler Johnson, it, it was not a claim from Cleveland at all. So there were only eight players in total that had multiple teams putting claims on them, and not as many as you would think from Cleveland's side in terms of players claimed that you would, uh, you know, especially with wide receiver deficiencies, that you would have expected. So the the thing that is interesting to everybody is Kellen Mond, right? Like Kellen Mond has not been very good in the NFL so far. There have been notorious interviews from Mike Zimmer last year where they're talking about should they give Kellen Mond a look? The season was sort of over. They were eliminated from the playoffs. Should we give you know the quarterback of the future a look? Like they, they didn't want anything to do with him, and he's been bad in preseason. And what is alarming to me is this young man who is a uh, quarterback playing in a system extremely similar to Cleveland's, uh, almost identical in ways, a lot of ways, the last two years in terms of higher fullback personnel and uh, tight end personnel usage and just the general structure of the scheme, wide zone stuff, counter stuff, power stuff, and then mixed in the, the play action and then the West Coast passing game that I think is the staple of these two offenses. So, you know, again, he's not been very good in it. So, what is the point of claiming him? I know you need a practice wide quarterback, but. In that practice squad quarterback, you have to take a guy uh, with 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 the claiming of Mond. You have to then release him again to get him to the practice squad. He can't just be claimed and put on the practice squad. He's on the fifty three. So whether that matters or or not, I don't know. You know, they they released Isaac Rochelle, the defensive end, who I thought had earned a spot on the roster based on his preseason. He was pretty blindsided by it. So you know, the dynamic here is unexpected. Put it that way. So with Mond, like. I get the idea of you need another quarterback. You have two active quarterbacks and Dobbs and Brissett, and then you have a third quarterback who's your who's your practice squad guy, uh, typically. And then you know because Watson left, so uh, he's not back. I think Watson's not back until November, early November, late October, maybe mid October. I'm not sure on the specific date, but nonetheless, what's interesting to me with Mond, unexpected. Thought you could have signed a practice squad guy, but they. I think they liked Kellen Mond back back when he was coming out, wanted to get a closer look at him. That can make sense. Also, you know, whether he's on the 53 or practice squad, he's going to be emulating scout team. That's just going to be his primary role as the third quarterback. So scout team stuff, 
mobile quarterback, very good athlete. He can emulate a lot of the guys the Browns are going to see this year. So that is that is a you know that's something to think about. I don't know. Other than they want to get a good look at him, and maybe they end up cutting him. Then there's no requirement to keep him for a certain amount of time. They want to get a good look at him, a guy they liked maybe coming out of Texas A&M, and at the same time, they're just going to make him a game day inactive or whatever and and go from there and use him as a scout team guy and try to maybe get him to the practice squad later in the season. Seeing as Philly's the only other team that claimed him, maybe there's not a high high need here for uh, this, this situation to be uh, sort of hidden away, right? You could probably get away with claiming or uh, releasing him and maybe get him into your practice squad later in the season. I'm not totally sure. It's a day removed from the decision. We don't have great clarity on it. We'll see what happens in the coming weeks and months. I just, again, was pretty surprised by it because I think Dobbs is a better quarterback. He's still young. He's cheaper, actually, against the cap than Mond is on his rookie deal. So, uh, that yeah, that's that's kind of all I have on it. I don't know. I don't, he's not going to matter. He's not going to play this year. He's probably not going to play for the Browns ever, but... Uh, they, they, I guess they just really want to get a good look at the guy and see what he can do and maybe try to keep him around as a uh, you know, sort of quarterback and waiting in terms of a, a backup or something. We'll see what their grand plan is here because Dobbs and Brissett are obviously on one-year deals. So that's the big waiver wire news. The tight end situation tells us they do want a third tight end. They didn't get the guy they claimed, but they do ultimately want a third tight end teams like Chicago who claim like eight guys and ended up getting eight of them or something like that's pretty crazy how many Chicago brought in uh, ended up with the tight end the Browns wanted so I think we will see some tight end movement in in the coming days so we're going to take a real quick break hear from our sponsors come back and then we're going to talk about practice squad guys and see if uh, you know this is going to evolve into the group that we wanted to evolve into so we will be right back We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So 12 names on the practice squad, most of which I wanted. I think Dakota Allen is a more talented linebacker than Willie Harvey, and I think he is... um, not quite as athletic as you'd like your guys to be in your 53, so I get where they're coming from there. But he plays the run game with a physical nature, and I think he can be an in-the-box linebacker if they get hurt by injuries or something of the sort there. Dalen Baldwin I like. They're going to keep him around. I think he's nice at the catch point. Wanted to see him in that third preseason game. Didn't see him, but he had some really nice, very natural-looking plays at wide receiver in terms of catch point throws and, and some tougher uh, receptions on slants. Stuff like that stood out to me. I like bringing him back. Miller Forrestal, a surprise that he's not on the roster. He ultimately could end up on the roster if if the Browns don't get the tight end situation they want. 
I like having him on the practice squad. The other tight end desire, Mitchell Payton, who they like as athleticism. Don't think he's quite ready, but they do like his athleticism, and they're, they're sort of working him into a future role, hopefully someday. Uh, otherwise, a, a couple names I love to bring back. Brock Hoffman, I thought had a really strong preseason. A little surprised Yodi Froholt made it over him. Also surprised nobody claimed Brock on the waiver wire. I should mention, too, Blake Hance claimed by the 49ers. I believe that to be the only Browns player claimed. So Hance uh, moves on to San Francisco. More, uh, sorry, Hoffman's to the practice squad. And, and I like that. I like it because I think he's a good young player uh, with some good uh, tape so far uh, in terms of uh, hand positioning where his body is an outside zone I like sort of his point of attack uh, ability to encounter power schemes create some nice angles for his uh for his running backs very easy to read so I like Hoffman coming back as an interior practice squad guy Sean Jolly I again a guy I predicted to make the 53 thought he had a great third preseason game they like him a developmental nickel I think they're going to see him I think you'll see him in Cleveland at some point this year. John Kelly, the running back, he's been around for a while. Practice squad, smooth, like it. I think it makes sense. Herb Miller, again, also a guy who's been around for a while. Uh, can go up or down when needed and has been around the system for a bit. Knows the special teams, knows where he's supposed to be, when he's supposed to be for the most part. At least to me, a good very end of your cornerback room player who can come up and be again kickoff kick return punt team all that stuff he's got experience there and what they do the most interesting decision is taking David Moore to the practice squad the offensive guard he's now converting to defensive tackle I don't think he's an offensive guard it just wasn't gonna work for him his balance was always out of whack he didn't deliver the punch you were hoping for they're gonna try to transition him to defensive tackle and see what happens he's got a body for it I'll tell you that much uh, so so David Moore will be your uh, one of your defensive tackles on the practice squad, Roderick Perry, will also be a defensive tackle on the practice squad, the the uh, Illinois product who won out in terms of Brown's long-term interest over Glenn Logan from LSU. So I, I liked I liked Rod Perry's tape more than Logan, so I would agree with that. And then Alex Taylor, which I think is huge to get a tackle back on the practice squad. Taylor had another strong preseason. This year will be active on the practice squad instead of hurt. Uh, with a designation like he was last year. I really like that Alex Taylor situation. So there's four spots still open. I'd have to imagine we see a safety added. DeAnthony Bell makes the roster. That throws a little bit of a tweak. Maybe Javante Moffitt comes back. I'm not sure. Maybe he's looking around the rest of the league to figure out where he wants to go. But um, yeah, so so Taylor is is certainly uh, a guy that I think, you know, I don't know if they'll bring another tackle due to Taylor, but I'd be interested in one more offensive lineman, maybe an interior guy, maybe a guy with some flexibility. Otherwise, you maybe you know you get a quarterback on there, and then it's kind of a free for all. What other positions you want to add? Maybe you add, uh, and I should mention too, I, I somehow completely skipped it. Mike Harley's on the practice squad, so that's two wide receivers. I like Harley. I think he can do some alignment things different inside outside. He's not very big, but I do think he's shifty enough to create some space. So, again, a nice practice squad player takes place of Jamarcus Bradley on the practice squad. I like that as a long-term play there uh, for a young guy. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking safety. You don't have any of those. Maybe they bring a specialist, a punter kicker, maybe. Uh, we'll have to see about that. But uh, at this point, you got four spots, quarterback, safety, punter, kicker. Uh, one of those two you typically see on a practice squad just in case of emergency. And that is you know, probably it. And, and you're just kind of coin flipping a guy maybe they want to develop as the 16th player on the practice squad. We'll see how it shakes out. But that's all the roster updates we have. Two little nuggets that have made their way into the OBR today is uh, yesterday the 
Vikings traded for Jalen Rager from Philadelphia, former first round pick who has struggled in Philly, comes over to Minnesota, ironically, to play on the same team as Justin Jefferson, who was picked behind him, who's fantastic. Anyway, with that move, Amir Smith-Marset, former Iowa wide receiver special teams uh, ace, in my opinion, is waived from Minnesota. He's on the wire. The Browns are interested in him, could put a claim in on him. If he hits free agency, they could be into him in terms of going after him with a contract. And then Preston Williams, formerly of the Dolphins. Uh, I think Preston Williams is a Colorado State product. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Didn't look that up or research it. Sorry about that. But I like Preston Williams, big body. think he could be an addition to the wide receiver room too. Another name to keep an eye on, obviously because of his relationship with Chad O'Shea. And I believe there's a connection with Jacoby Brissett there too from workouts over the summer and things like that. And plus Jacoby was in Miami last year. So another name, Preston Williams, Amir Smith-Marset as the Browns potentially add to the wide receiver room. We'll see if they claim a third tight end today or tomorrow or make a signing. And then we will also be closely paying attention to how they use those last four practice squad spots. So again, sorry about the tardiness of today's pod. I, I, you know, life happens. Little man uh, had other plans last night, but I'll continue to get something out daily. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. We'll continue to evaluate the roster. And then over the weekend, have some stuff that we've done from Twitch and a, and a boring weekend because it's just not much to talk about as we lead up to the season. We've covered so many aspects of the team, but then it's Panthers week next week where we get ready for a ton of different angles with how the Browns have to uh, suit up and, and prepare for the, for the Carolina Panthers. So uh, it's going to be busy. Uh, some things over the weekend, you'll get a good show Monday and then, like I said, it's just getting prepared for what the Panthers uh, will will pose to the Browns on September 11th. So have a great first day of September. Thanks for checking out today's episode. Even though it's a little late, apologies for that. Thanks, guys. Have a great day, and go Browns. Go Browns.